G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. And I tell you what, for anybody watching on YouTube, I thought I was riding solo there for a second. Buddy <laughs> coming in right at the last minute, as he always does. I'm I'm the Super Coach Brain, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Just the Super Coach Maastricht. Hey going, mate. How was your weekend? Oh, it was an absolute blinder. I uh I wasn't expecting it. I didn't have tickets, but uh yeah, some of the boys um from oh that that watched the podcast helped me get some tickets uh, i was at work at 11 o'clock and raced to toowoomba and raced down and uh yeah crashed on crashed on the couch with a few mates and yeah just had a ripper of a weekend how good i was getting massive fomo seeing on twitter everybody posting photos and all of the you know the podcasters out there that do an go- awesome job for nrl Supercoach, all getting photos together and everything so I'm um I'm locking it in a year in advance that I'm definitely going to make sure I'm there next year because it looked <laughs> like a ball. Um, guys, firstly, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, in the comments, let us know how you went for the weekend. Obviously, we're here to talk all things NRL Supercoach for round 11. We didn't do a weekly wrap because obviously Maddie was uh, still at Magic Round. I was a bit under the weather. Uh, well, hopefully my voice can last this whole episode. We'll see how we go. I wouldn't call it a flu pod by any means, but I'll tell you what, if we went live Sunday, Maddie, I was in all sorts of dramas. So uh, <laughs> could have been bad. But I reckon I would have been all right. I reckon I would have been hilarious riding on a high of a couple of multis getting up. I was, yeah, I was, I was on one. More than a couple of multis, I reckon. But uh, oh. save that story for another day. Um Guys, we'll answer all your questions throughout the show as well. So make sure to drop any questions that you have for round 11 in the comment section. We'll cover them as we go. But we're here to talk NRL Supercoach round 11. Before we do, make sure to hit subscribe, hit follow, hit like, all that good stuff. Tell a friend about the podcast. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please rate us a five star if you like the content. Uh, It helps us get the content out to more people. We would really appreciate it. So... There's a lot to cover in these episodes, but the good thing is Teamless Tuesday didn't really throw us too many wobblies. So uh, we can actually move through that pretty quickly, Maddie. Is there anything that really stood out to you? Look, not really. Uh, we didn't really expect Moses to get hit, uh, to get picked. Um, a couple HIAs, which we'll have to pivot a little bit. But yeah, nothing, nothing really stood out. Nothing that makes me, you know, want to rush out and grab any player. So. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of players I'll be rushing to grab, but I've been looking at them for about three or four weeks. So, and and they're not really kind of left, kind of left field smokies either. They're pretty obvious picks, but perfect time to pick them up. We'll talk about our trades at the end as well. We'll talk about I've the big got a ins bit and outs. Smoky for you later on. <laughs> Ooh, I like a smoky. Love it. All right, save that for later then. Um, Matt, what we should do is do a quick wrap of the week because we obviously didn't hop on Sunday. So we can quickly touch on what happened last week, a few of the big scores, I guess a few of the big talking points from last week. Before we do, how'd you go over the weekend score-wise? Yeah, so I got I finished on 12.04, uh, which got me um, in the top 14%. Uh, some green arrows moved up about 1,500 spots, um, you know, in and around that 13,500th. 
um, yeah, just good as long as I just keep seeing green and improving every week. Uh, I'm pretty happy because this was the plan. Um, you know, pick those guys, um, raise some values, move on to some guys, and then, yeah, really make a move over that buy period. So, Yeah, beautiful. I um, Yeah, 12.56 I think I finished on. Uh, went up about 3,000 spots into about 8,500. So I mean, within the, the top 10K for the first second time this year, which is nice. Um, we'll talk about it very soon, but there, it's very easy to make uh, some pretty drastic moves up the rankings over the next few weeks. The competition is very tight, a lot tighter than people would realize. So one good week, one good pod captaincy, you know, an example on the weekend of taking Nathan Cleary against the 50 or 90% of the top 10% of teams that took Nico Hines is the or perfect. taking literally example. anyone other than Nico Hines and moving up in the rankings. That's it. <laughs> Or except Tyrell Slide. Probably if you captain him, you're probably in a world of hurt. Yeah, um, it does. Mate, let's talk last week. Um, I guess talking point first of all, for anybody who went Cleary to Moses, I, I genuinely feel for you uh, because this was one of the ones where it was the ultimate backfire in terms of trade moves. People were trying to get a bit tricky and trying to think, you know what, Nath Cleary, high break even. He's going to lose a lot of cash if he flops again and Moses fires coming off a 144. It'd look like a masterstroke. Instead, it's gone the other way for people. Moses finished on, what, 18, I think, and is going to be missing this week with that 11-day turnaround, which is a real big shame for those people. Yeah, and look, with the 11-day turnaround, you can't blame owners for that. Uh, but it just goes to show that the plan was to keep Cleary and Nico until at least Origin, and, um, yeah, it um, it paid off for, for people that did that. Going early on Moses didn't work. 156 break even doesn't worry blokes like you know, Reese Walsh and, say, Mitchell Moses. Yeah, that's right. And then Mitch Moses is going to come into round 12 when he comes back with a 130 break even. So that's going to be a tough decision for a lot of people this week that took Mitch Moses last week. What are they going to do with him? So um, that will be an interesting one. If you're one of these people, let us know in the comments what you're planning to do with Mitch Moses. Do you hold him for a week? Do you move him on now and just cut your losses and realize you just, made the mistake? Just in case you don't go back to it, I think that you probably persist. Like he's still that high upside player that can get 144. I'd like to think that you've got the depth. I know like with my last uh, reserve every week, I have a really tough decision between say three players. Just play one of those. You've made the decision. You've made your bed, line it. Uh, don't waste a trade to go Cleary, Moses, Moses, Cleary. Um, yeah, I think that that's the wrong decision in this case. So. Yeah, definitely. You're burning two or three trades there because, um, and let, I mean, for me, I'm I'm holding Cleary the whole way through buyers, so that's not a not a concern for me. Yep. But um, we'll talk about that a lot more throughout this episode and probably into the next one, which we'll talk about later. Deal bags, back to back hundreds. <laughs> I uh, it seems like I picked him up at the right time. I think you went a couple of weeks earlier than me on deal bags. Um, yep. I got him two or three weeks ago and he's he's fired ever since. So I picked him up at 780,000 and he's back to 750. I was feeling like a real deal bags with that pick, but um, <laughs> but it's really it's really come back and look, it just goes to show that sometimes you just got a back pedigree and it usually pays off. Yeah, it always pays off in the end, I think. You could if you're playing the long game, which we know that NRL Supercoach is all about playing the long game and and looking a few weeks ahead. You've got to back these guys to bounce back at some point, don't you? It's um, yeah. it's hard to go against quality. When he was below six, I think he was below six hundred and fifty thousand uh, a week, uh, two weeks ago, and I was feeling pretty bad. But just goes to show, like you get the right guys, and it is all good. 
Yeah, spot on. And on that talking point, Steve made a really good point here. Dillbags, legitimate VC or C option this week with no Mitch Moses. Uh, yeah. Jacob Arthur coming in uh, at halfback for the for the Eels. And I'd like to think, um, obviously he gets another uh, another run good on him, but I'd like to think Dillbags has complete control of the way that this team runs on the weekend, probably playing both sides of the ruck instead of sticking to the left side. So Yeah, you know, I think they'll really look to get Gutho involved too. So if you're one of those Gutho owners, I'm not. Um disappointingly at the moment. But, yeah, I think if you have Gutho too, um, expect a big one. And, yeah, maybe exactly the same thing as uh, what Steve said. He's a legitimate VC or captain option as well. Yep, spot on. Hey, um, the guy that's been given us uh, PTSD from last season, Sifatalakai, another 100, back-to-back 100s again. Uh, and, obviously, Teague Wilton on the same team, 102, jagged another try. Just seems to find his way to the line every single week. These two guys, if they were playing around 13, the Sharks, I reckon they'd probably be in 25% of teams, both of these guys. Yeah, I agree. And it was in a loss as well. It, honestly, like, Talakai looks a million bucks. And the worst part is, once round 13 is gone and it's behind us, there's a genuine look at him, uh, I think, for, for my side this year. And as soon as he, I bring him in, I'll let everybody know because he'll then start to average 47 for the rest as- of the season. As someone that was there watching the game, I don't mean to brag, man, but I was there watching the game. Um, somebody that we're going to talk about a lot is Valence Tavare, and he looked awful on defense, though, and he was right there where these guys were scoring. Um, yeah, don't expect the hundreds every week. Talakai and, and him did look very good, but uh, the as good as Tavare looked, on offense with those barnstorming runs, he did not look up to it in defense. And that's really where these two guys capitalized. And we know that Wayne Bennett is very big on making sure that his edges defend very well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And I guess maybe fast forwarding to the whole Valence Tavare, do we take him early kind of option? Because he's the most traded in person at this point in time. And I mean, I, did. I, I, I get, I understand the mindset behind the guy coming out. He got a double. He looked awesome. He's a cult figure. Dolphins love him. All the fans loved him. It was magic round. Everyone was getting around him. But let's look at the logic. Why would you pick up a guy that's on the buy this week and then still has to play two more games before he even gets a price rise? I'm not even 100% convinced he'll play two more games this year. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Aitken's injured now. So we don't know how long you and Aitken's out for, which is the other center. And Brenko Lee looks shot. Um, I, I can Uncle, see him. Uncle Wayne. Uncle Wayne loves Branko. He loves his love children. Um, Darius Boyd 2.0, just not as good at, as at footy. Um, yeah, look, Branko Lee will get picked next week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah next week. Yeah, you reckon? Okay. All right. Yeah, Branko Lee will get picked next week. Do a bolt a bit. Ooh. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make some ground back. Um, because I think I'm, I'm. Uh, what do I owe you? Two four packs. So I've, I've, I've paid up two four packs. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and get some right back. Now. I'm going to, I'm going to try and make some back. Uh, Jackson on the Tavare uh, comment uh, is a, obviously he's Maori and and Tavare means the house in Maori apparently, and that makes complete sense with the bloke this, with the way this bloke runs. So, fun fact. I reckon there were right. a better chance of tackling the house on that first try he scored. Yeah, absolutely buckled him, didn't he? It's good watching. Four dollars twenty anytime try scorer. <laughs> you do you take him for a double? <laughs> I did not take him for a double. I was oh. regretting that one. Um, I think NRL Physio took him for a hat trick, and oh. that was that was paying silly money. 
So uh, that he did go. Yeah, like I, I see he went. Bucks. I see he went anytime, double, triple. So yeah, yeah, you got to ladder it for sure. Um, David Fafita, back to back hundreds as well, comes up against the Knights this week. I mean, if you don't have him now, it's too late. I think with Origin coming up and being so close, I think so. It's I think just, last... it's, it's Sorry, a hard watch as a non-owner. Last week, I was saying any trade to get David Fafita is a good trade, but with a hundred and with him being what is he eight forty? Uh, yeah, I don't think you can pay eight forty for him. I'm just super thankful that I owned him, and he's just one of the not even surprises of the year. He's just doing what I expected. So yeah. Yeah, bingo. Uh, Torhu Harris, another one, bounced back from injury. Got a 96 on the weekend, played 80 minutes. Um, coming back off this MCL at re-aggravation, I think it was, 68 in base and power without attacking stats. That's You're massive, right, isn't man. it? I mean, he, he was phenomenal. He's um, So we've got a, a long-standing season, long bolt a bet on that one that he averages over 65. So... He's looking pretty good, 64.6 with two scores of 30 that were both injury-riddled games. So looking pretty good. Hopefully I can get uh, at least one four-pack back. Yeah, well, it seems like like I was concerned of blokes like Curran and Ford and um, maybe near Corre and that playing through the middle. But maybe we've finally – have we got that look yet? No, we didn't really get a proper look at the uh, at the Warriors pack yet. Near Corre maybe for about 25 games, minutes. So. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? We were saying this in like round th- round three or four. We were saying, oh, maybe we'll get a good look this week. And then someone goes down injured. Torhu goes down. And then he comes back and everybody looks good. Then Jackson Ford gets HIA'd. Like it, we just yeah. can't get a good look at this Warriors lineup at the moment. So, um, But in saying that, we know. Tohu, I think Tohu's the safest as Tavares. He's the guy. He's the guy. There's a couple of questions on Torhu. I think I saw one come in here at the bottom. Yeah, Troy uh, hopped on asked uh, to trade Ford for Torhu this week. I thought. Don't hate it. I don't I hate do it. it. Let's have a look at what Ford is. Look, I'm not scared of Ford's 57 break even, and I wouldn't be scared to hold Ford. But if you see that as the easiest way to get Toto, then by all means go. I've got blokes like Christian Welch and that who I expect to play Origin. And I'm if I added Tohu this week, which I'm not, he's really somebody that I'd want in the front row. So I suppose if you do that trade and then plan to get him to the front row with maybe you know, wait for a cheapie to move out of Moali or a Pele or uh, you can finally get rid of Stefano. It's a champ. Yeah, it's a chance. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Steve mentioning, obviously, with Ford, Sinbin and Edward Cossey going down, Torhu had to play 80. Plan was to play him 60. Um, that's that's fine if he plays 60 to 65 minutes every single week. He's still a buy for me. So still, um, still, If you're getting in your front row 60s, you're as happy as anything. I'm well, super happy with the... Uh, Tarpany and I'm losing money on him. Let me tell you what my front row has looked like the last few weeks. It's been Tarpany, who's been solid and gets me 55 to 65 every single game. Then I've had Stefano Atukamanu, who's got two weeks of 30 as a starting prop. Uh, and then I've had Christian the Plotter Welch, who got me 32 on the weekend or something, and then struggles to get more than 55. So I'm more than happy to plug and play 65 a week uh, in my yep. front row and just leave him there for the season. And it's a bonus that he plays around 13. So plenty of positives for Torhu Harris. Uh, Just got to mention Justin, uh, Justin's (laughs) comment saying that you look like you're about to climb Mount Fuji. uh... It is, it is cold in the new studio, Justin. It is cold in the new studio. I haven't bought a heater yet. Spent it all on a webcam. 
yeah, webcam is important though. You've got to get your best side, you know, just going to focus yeah. in nice and close on that beautiful face. Yeah. We already spoke about Valens Tavare. What about Reese Walsh? Now, everybody who held Reese Walsh, I'm one of them. Uh, you are as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Yep. Scored 93. Yep. Pretty happy with that. Considering I think the only option for me last week would have been Walsh to Bula which I guess would have set me about 30 points back, which I wouldn't be complaining about really because I would have made probably 130, 140K on that trade. But in saying that, I'm happy I held Walsh for one more week because um, that extra 30 points means, you know, it makes a fair bit of difference when we talk about how close the rankings are at the moment. Yeah, I was super happy with Walsh. That's kind of, I think I said I'd be happy with 80 to 110. Uh, almost got smack bang in the middle. Uh, I'm going to be holding even through the Storm and the Panthers because they haven't been as good as we expected. And I kind of have a look around and I've sort of got to pay up for Gutho. And just on any given week, I can see Reese Walsh scoring as many, if not more than Gutho. So I am just happy to roll with it. 89 yeah, break yep. even now. He can cover that. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's probably covered 89 like, what, 70, 60% of his games this year. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand the hold. Um, I'll talk about my moves a bit later. Jack DeBellin, Adam Fanua Blake, the two, um, well, I suppose, two front row, genuine front row options this year, both got 91. Uh, they're, I mean, AFB is way out of range now in terms of price. There's no yeah. way I'm paying up 700 plus to get AFB. But Jack DeBellin, still 590-odd K. What are your thoughts yep. on Jack DeBellin as a move this week? I feel like... You've almost missed the boat. Like, I'm not paying 600K for DeBellin playing for those Dragons when they're just dropping people left, right, and center. I know that they're not going to drop DeBellin, but if he goes back to a 40, 50-minute role because Hook has some harebrained idea, yeah, I'm just not risking it. It's too much money for me to pay in my front row. I'm spending 600K elsewhere. You know what? I would I would pick... To Bellin over Horsburgh now. Just seeing yep. what happened last week with with Canberra, like Horsburgh got subbed for Tarpany. And when you when you kind of see what what role Horsburgh was playing, and it, look, he's still got 60 odd. You're not going to complain with yep. that in the front row, but I don't know. I feel like Jack DeBellin's a safer option. I feel like he's either going to be at prop or he's going to be at lock and he's going to get big minutes. He played 75 minutes at prop last week. So and, and maybe I'm down on it because I'm so high on Tau now, uh, which you'll love to hear after all this pre-game rag outs that I had. But really, I don't really like the Horsburgh move and I don't really like the DeBellin move. I definitely don't like the AFB move now. Um, yeah, I think it's either Tohu or Bust. Um, and I think when we opinion. look at the three of them, Tohu is a 700K player uh, and we're getting him at a discount of 590. Whereas we've got Jack DeBellin and Corey Horsburgh. Do you classify them as $700,000 Supercoach players? Uh I mean, Jack DeBellin, 600, 650 max. I'd say Corey Horsburgh's probably priced pretty well at the moment. I feel like we're getting Torhu at the biggest discount. That's that's yep. probably my thinking behind it. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Cody Walker says, what hard draw with 86 yet again and just keep scoring against all the teams we didn't think he'd score against. So for anybody who got Cody Walker at 500K or whatever it was, they got him out this year. Uh, genius move. Well played. Um, hopefully you've made the, the jump to Dylan Brown. <laughs> Yeah, didn't didn't have the balls to do it. Happy with Dylan Brown, but yeah, I don't really have FOMO with Cody Walker because I just I don't really like watching him. But yeah, this Souths looked absolutely phenomenal. So, just going to mention here, Hamo, good friend of the pod, 
asking if he's going to be hosting next week, considering he's top 3,000. Um, and also saying his beer is awfully cold in the four and one that he's got from the standard squeeze. So for anybody not knowing what we're talking about, Hamo got to go on the AFL pod. Very uh, talented man, man of many talents, loves his AFL, loves his NRL. Also the not bad on the sticks on 2K. The deepest voice you've ever heard in your life. It's outstanding, isn't it? Should be a radio host for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, mate, we might have to get we might have to get Hamo on the pod, I reckon, yeah, and uh, we might have, have a chat with him. Get some. We might need some tips from him, considering he's top three K. Yeah. Last four scores I'll mention before we move on. Manu eighty six, pretty happy with that. Looked good in a poor side. Um, yeah. Preston eighty six with a couple of tries. Uh, I mean, I was hoping for more with two tries from Preston, but we'll take it. Considering one was a kick, you're not getting the line break, the line break assist, or anything like that. Garrick eighty three in a poor side is very positive, and Turbo somehow got updated from sixty one to like eighty two. Horrible. I, I'm trying to understand where those points came from. That last try assist, honestly, I nearly threw the remote. As I was so happy as a non-owner, and I think he got some really good updates. It looked like he was 60 after that try assist afterwards and then got updated to 82. Look, it just goes to show that that Teddy's just in absolutely everything. Um, oh, Teddy. Turbo's in absolutely everything, so he's going to get points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Garrick with three very dubious line breaks. Uh, one of them looked like he was just about to go uh, into the into the sheds and they gave him a line break for it. So the, the, the word of the day is pedigree. And like when you see Garrick and Manu, both their teams get absolutely pumped and they get 80s. Um, yeah, really happy for owners. And I think a lot of us were complaining about junk points and unicorn points and all this shit. Right? If you don't want to complain about it, just get the player in. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, if you know that these players are continuing to get unicorn points, your clearies, your turbos, and all these guys, Nico Hines is, is probably the king of the unicorn points this year. Yep. Just get them in. And then you don't have to worry um, about complaining. You can enjoy it. I'm going to look for pods outside of those players that I know are going to get those junk points. Yep. Yep. Fair shout. All right. Let's move on. Now, we mentioned, obviously, the Standard Squeeze uh, sponsors of the podcast. We appreciate their support. If anybody hasn't, Matty's showing his uh, four in one on the screen. He's got his uh, he's got his beer in there. What are you drinking tonight, Matty? Better beer? Um, yeah, I'm on the better beers. I bought a bought a box a little while back and didn't get to drink any of these at home over the weekend. So yeah, had nice. some in the fridge and yeah, very very low carb. So yeah, it's like drinking water. Just looking after myself, really. That's it. Yeah, you got to look after your body, mate. You're in tip top shape as well. So, um, yeah. But obviously, get yourself a four in one. Hop on the standardsqueeze.com. You can use the code insight15 to get yourself 15% off at checkout. And you would be surprised how cheap these things are. It's You can use it obviously in four different ways. You can use it as a stubby holder. You can use it as a thermos for your coffee or your tea in the morning. Um, keeps your beer cold as well, as Hamo mentioned in the, uh, in the comments. His beer is awfully cold, he said, which, uh, you know, you can't you can't get a too cold beer, can you? Today I made a coffee, drunk it, made another one, put my lid on, drove down to work, got to work, had coffees made in it, and then it hit about four o'clock, and uh, yeah, had had a little beer in it. Still using. Oh, good. Mate, yeah. You could leave your coffee there for two, three hours, I reckon, and it'd still be hot if you had the it lid on be, it. Yep. Um, quality products. So hop on the hop on the website, thestandardsqueeze.com. Insight15 is the code you want to use. Now, our squeeze of the week, the winner of the highest score in our unlimited league goes to Trent, coach of Can't Wear Shorts. 
That's a great team name. I'm considering probably Johnson might be too long. Can't wear shorts. <laughs> might pop out the bottom is the joke. Yeah. 1462 he got. So, Trent, if you're uh, if you're watching, mate, reach out to us on wherever it is you follow us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Send us a message. We will get your address and we'll get that cocktail pack from the Standard Squeeze sent straight out to you, mate, to your front door. Congratulations. Now, top five in our Unlimited League as it stands right now, Mike, coach of Turbo's Hammy, who was in, I think he was 17th last week. He's dropped to 46, but he's still in the running. We've got Tim, who's uh, coach of the Lane Train. Currently 58th, so we've got two in the top 100. We've got Nick the Quickman in 120th, Troy, uh, coach of Rowdies in 126th, and then Liam, uh, this is a good one, he's coach of Filmer Balls in 127th. So five guys in the running there to take out that top spot. And just remember, for anybody who wins the Unlimited League for the Insight Fantasy Sports League, they get a super coach ring. They get to jump on with us at the end of the year for a episode on the podcast. And uh, you'll get yourself a standard squeeze pack too. So plenty to win. Now, Maddie, before we dive into the ins and outs and all the kind of news this week, I wanted to kind of give everybody a little bit of an understanding on how close it is at the moment. Now, first place in an NRL Supercoach overall is sitting on 12,188 points. And that, that it's a pretty decent lead. I mean, when we're looking at trying to beat first, it's going to be tough because they've got 358 points on 100th place. So there's yep. a lot of ground to make up there. But when we look and we go down a little bit further, let's just say you're sitting around that 10K mark, right? That's about 11,216 points is 10K. Yep. You only need – there's only a difference between for 134 points between 10K and 5K. So there's a yep. lot of a lot of teams there that are, are pretty close together. 134 points, that's one good pod captain or a couple of decent pod options that do well for you through the buys uh, or an extra two players potentially that you have on everybody else throughout the buy period in one round, and you can make that ground up. Uh, and that's the difference between halving your rank in the top 10K. So that's massive. And then the difference between 5,000 and 1,000, so top 1K, is 232 points. So yeah. there's only about 358 points difference, 368 points difference between being 10K and 1K. So it, it's one or two good rounds and you're back in it. Yeah, and you just plug away. And if you aren't feel like, feeling like getting too saucy, then I think those guys at 10K are always chasing the 5K. So they're going to chase some pods where it might not pay off. Um, I see like I'm 100 out of the top 10,000 at, at 13 and a half. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking to chip away at it every week, um, hopefully not make that big mistake um, like, Tyrell Sloan, like I have the last couple of weeks, you know, like you can nearly pinpoint where you made the mistakes. And like, I just really had to back myself at the start of the year. I said, I didn't want, want him. And that's probably the difference between a 10 K finish or 10 K being right now. Honestly, that could be more. I could be 8,000 if I didn't pick up Tyrell Sloan. So yeah, learn from your mistakes and um, yeah, keep plugging away because a hundred points will get you a long way. And I think it's also important to realize when you've fucked up, really. Like when you've made a yep. mistake, you went against your word, you went and got Tyrell Sloan, you knew you said you wouldn't. Uh, he flops on you, does a couple of bad scores. Do not hold on to him for the sake of it. Move him on. You know, if you don't think he's the right guy, you've got to bail on him. And I think a lot of people are doing that this week. So um, do not be too stubborn to admit you're wrong in Supercoach because you will get it wrong again throughout the year. You've just got to rectify your mistakes. I said I didn't want any Dragons player and I went on my word and I'm, it's no one's fault but my own. Just got to own it, mate. Just got to yeah. own it. Um, 
Let's talk ins and outs very quickly. I mean, Teamless Tuesday was a little bit kind of uneventful, wasn't it? There wasn't really much yep. going on. Um, I mean, Storm Broncos, there's not really any changes there. Tuikamika Mika, no, Mika comes in on an extended bench, so maybe he gets a run. He comes in on the bench, but nothing super coach maybe. relevant there. Um, Josh Adokar's back for the Bulldogs this week, so Declan Casey drops out. Yep. Anybody even still got Josh Adokar? I don't think so. Surely no one would I wouldn't think so, point. but um, yeah, chuck your waivers in on him on drafts if people dropped him. Yep. Good shout. A bit of uh, Xavier Coates about Josh Adokar, 100 or yes. 10. So if you want to ride that wave, you can. Uh, I guess Supercoach relevant Jackson Ford uh, misses this week with that 11-day stand down. So he had delayed concussion symptoms after he got um, – did he get binned? Did he get binned last week or was that – no, that was a hip drop, yeah. wasn't it? So, well, he got binned and then he never come back on. Um, That's right. I obviously yeah. wasn't listening to common – commentary or anything but yeah i was really confused as to why he didn't come back on and it might have just been you know symptoms of a hia that sort of yeah it was so it was a well yeah, was so they, they came out and said that it was delayed concussion symptoms so it ended up failing the hia before he went back on from the sin bin so he'll yeah, miss okay he'll miss uh this week unfortunately for owners so that's okay. i'm guessing that's why a lot of people are he's in the top 10 most sold and also a lot of people are asking do i go up to Torhu for him which Kind of you know sense. what? He's pretty close to probably having topped out. I feel like I've got bigger issues than that this week. Um, I'll be holding on to him, but um, yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah, neither. Uh, only other thing here: Edward Cossey's out with a knee. Uh, Josh Curran starts. I don't think re- you're not really going to grab Josh Curran at this point of the season, um, especially when we don't know how long. I mean, Ford's only going to miss a week, and then Curran goes yeah. back to the bench. So nothing worth talking about there. I, I do just have that uh, Ronald Volkman's in and uh, Dylan Walker is off the bench. So, Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I know they like Dylan Walker through the middle of the field. Um, you, know, you know, their legs are a little bit tired. So I do like that move for them. I think that probably yeah. plays off a little bit better for the Warriors. And and it wouldn't hurt to chuck Volkman in your, uh, in your watch list at the moment. Uh, look, I think that there's probably going to be better options popping up like your, your Oliver Art. Oluapus or moving Manu up or uh, maybe a Ponga bottoms out or something like that. But, yeah, it could be an interesting pod play. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw a couple of questions here about uh, – I've got to find it again about buys. Um, we're going to do we're a full do buy, a buy show. show. Yeah. Yep, so that's going to be coming tomorrow. Uh, keep an eye out for that one tomorrow evening because we're going to record this one after this if my, if my voice gets through it. Uh, that's <laughs> going to be one not to miss because – I think it's probably going to be the most valuable uh, video or the most valuable stream that we do this year, I think, in, in terms of breaking yeah. down what the buy period looks like. Um, so keep an eye out for that one tomorrow. So we won't yeah, when, be going when, through too much yeah. buy stuff today. Yeah, and we're not going to do it live. Uh, just I feel like with, you know, we like to entertain all these questions and really engage. I think with the buy stuff, we just really need to get stuck in uh, so that people can can listen back to it and pop into different points. And um, yeah, I think it'll be useful all year. So. We'll be doing a share screen PowerPoint. Like there, there's going to be tons of stuff there. So it'll definitely be worth watching. So keep an eye out on socials for that. We'll let you know when it's dropping. Um, Angus Crichton gets to start on an edge, which is terrible for Supercoach. Again, we sp- how bad was that junk try at the end as well? That just killed us, man. He had 144 break even and finished on a 70-odd. That could have been 30. He's only dropped 50K. I know. It I could have been, he could have dropped 100K. K. I want 500K Angus Crichton. That's what I want. It was You're not going to get 500K Angus Crichton, unfortunately. Yeah. Bit of a shame, but anyway, it's all right. But Egan Butcher misses the week with the HIA. So Gus Crichton comes in. Sam Walker's on the reserves again. Um. 
I don't know whether that means much. He was on the reserves the last two weeks as well. So just keep an eye out. I mean, look, realistically, I still think their best team has Joey Manu at centre and Walker and um, Kiri in the halves. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the Roosters do because Billy Smith had an absolute banger of a game in his first game of the year. The poor guy's just been riddled with injuries the, the whole his whole career. And if they can get this right, he realistically should be their left centre and Suwali'i should move back to the right wing. Yep. That's anyway, my, just my thoughts. I'm not a coach. They're entertaining. But... Like I heard they're entertaining just letting Suwali'i go. Um, sort of doesn't seem super engaged, doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Uh, definitely, if you see a really talented player dropping cash, I always recommend looking at him. But if he doesn't look like he wants to be there, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, you'd be happy to move him on, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. I did see I did see the same thing um, floating around on social media, but I'd take that with a grain of salt. You never know where that's coming from. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, no changes for Rabbits. Tigers, Bateman comes back in because he missed that with a hamstring injury right before the game, but nothing super coach relevant there. Um, ben Hunt's 300th game this week. I'm going to put a anytime try scorer bet on Ben Hunt because I, I love these milestone games for try scorers for some reason. I don't know why, but I feel like I hit more than I miss on those, which is really weird. But Benny Hunt loves a meat pie. So might get on him, but he starts at half. Everyone was hoping that Jaden Sullivan was going to come in and after his double against the Tigers, mind you, uh, he's back to the bench. And by starts at hooker. Think, do you think that changes like it did last week? You know, uh, we've named Ben Hunt in seven. Uh, that's his jersey. They're just showing that. Um, do you think Sully could come in at 20 minutes? And Yeah, I think that's exactly what happens. I mean, he looked pretty good last week, didn't he? He's goal-kicking as well, right? Because uh, who? Oh, Jack Bird took the first goal kick, which was a schmozzle. Um, <laughs> so uh, I feel like after about 20 minutes, Ben Hunt goes to hooker. Uh, by goes off and Sullivan comes in into the yep. halves. So I'd, I'd say that'd be the move. So I wouldn't necessarily be deterred by Sullivan on the bench, especially if you're upgrading from a Sonny Luke or someone like that. Like, God, you can't really get much worse than that bloke at the moment. So it's, um, um, I think you said it when we were talking off air, you've got to be prepared for, to make multiple moves though. Like you don't want to finish the year. Look, honestly, it doesn't look like you want to finish with Sonny Luke as your second guy. Um, but, yeah, just remember, you're going to go Sonny Luke and then you're going to burn a trade to go to Jaden Sullivan and then you're going to burn a trade to somebody else too. I just, yeah, worry about how much you want to do that. I'm looking at Sully for draft. Um, I just don't know. If, yeah, he's a classic player for me. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good shout. I'm putting the draft claim for him on waiver claim, and, and that's pretty much where it's where it ends. Um, only other things to note for the rest of these teams: Mitch Moses misses this week, obviously. Un- unfortunately, Jake Arthur comes in at half, which is good for Dylan Brown. I feel this week, and good for yep. Gutherson owners who will kick goals this weekend. So that's all positive. Um, Sa- Xavier Savage has been bumped back to 18th man as well. Jared Croker holds his spot for the Raiders. Oh, which that's is savage! Great. It is is very savage from Ricky. We don't know what he's going to do though. Who knows? Um, Phoenix Crossland starts at hooker as well with Kurt Mann out injured. Uh, Adam Elliott on the bench for his first game. We're, we're both big Adam Elliott fans. We were going to pick him in round one if he got named. I'm actually a big fan of him coming off the bench and us, yeah, picking him up for cheap at some stage and moving someone like Preston after he tops out or or Ford in a couple weeks' time or or someone like that. I'm just really excited. Um, from an NRL standpoint, I'm excited to see him play footy as well. Yeah, yeah, good quality player. 
gets in, does the hard work. So it's good to see him back. Uh, and no real relevant changes for the Titans. This last one, Manly and Sharks, last game of the week. Manly are 1-17, to but Josh Schuster has been named in the 22 jersey. He's on the extended bench. It'll be very easy or very interesting to see what happens on Saturday at around 4 o'clock and see if he survives the 24-hour cuts. Um, so I'll be keeping an eye on that because I know a lot of people – Josh Schuster is the 10th most sold person, a player this week. I haven't done any research into this, but I think Josh Schuster might have played more games in the 22 jersey than he has the six. <laughs> You're probably right, actually. Maybe we'll need to get our stats guru, Mickey Dell, from the AFL pod to look into this for him. I'm going to ask chat GPT, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. I'm just going to hold you. So he's my seventh, what is it, sixth uh, second rower. So he's not in the 5'8". He's not taking a valuable position away from somebody else. So I'm just going to leave him there. And if he plays 13, great. That's what I want him there for. Um, not expecting yeah, to It's sort of one of those situations, am I frustrated? Yes, because I expected him to go up to 400, maybe 450K. Every week, like I get angry. I've even tweeted about it. And then it just goes like, he made 50K. You pay, oh, no, he made 30K. You paid 240K. You know what? Worse. Just cop it. Just yeah. cop it. You could have Willie Arnie. You could. You do, don't I you? Do. Yeah. <laughs> Rough. Um, he, but, he's, he's helping me in my trades this week. A little sneak preview. Oh, nice. Look forward to hearing that. Uh, Fanukin back at lock. McInnes to bench. The only yep. other change for the Sharks. Let's quickly tackle a few questions. They're coming in red hot. Keep them coming, guys. We will cover as many as we can. Um, Tyler Sutherland is asking, what are your thoughts on Garrick to Buller and Stephen Crichton to Garrick and Tino's brother to JD? But hang on. Oh, are we doing jewels here? Uh, Garrick yeah, yeah, to so Buller via Stephen Crichton? Is that right? I Okay. What I would do here, if you were going Stephen Crichton to Buller, I like it. If the way to do that is moving Garrick from fullback to center wing, I also like it. Um, Tino's brother to Jack DeBallon, then, yeah, if that's no where you want to spend that money, yeah, I really like it. Um, look, I, I like the move on from Stephen Crichton. Keep Garrick, though. Yeah, he needs depth in the front row. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Tino's brother to anybody is an upgrade. Tino's brother not to playing anybody anything. that's playing professional football at the moment is a big play. Um, Tom was listening when we were talking about Horsburgh and Jack DeBell and the difference there, saying that Horsburgh has a bigger ceiling, and I understand that point, and I agree with that point. In saying that, though, who's got the better job security? Who's got the more reliable kind of role? Um, Who doesn't play for Ricky Stewart? Yeah, but also, can we really rely on Hook? Oh, actually, we're not going to have to. He's about to get fired, isn't he? So, like, <laughs> yeah. who knows who comes in there? Maybe Trent Barrett comes back. God, imagine Trent <laughs> Barrett going back to the Dragons. Look, I, I'm fading both of them. I don't necessarily look for ceiling in my front row forward. I look for ceiling in my centers. I look for ceiling in my second rowers. I'm happy with 60 and to get risky and saucy elsewhere. So, Yeah, agree with that. But that's the way that I play the game. So if you see the upside in Horsburgh, don't let us talk you out of it. You know, get him back yourself and uh, and ride it. I just worry that I love Horsburgh for 500K. I couldn't do it at the time. I don't love him for 600K. Steve hit the nail on the head with the buy stuff here. Talking around 13 and 14 is going to have a really big bearing on rankings. Um, that is where we are going to surge, my friends. That is it. when all of us are going to surge. Yeah, especially around 14. 
I reckon round 13, pretty easy to cover, but everyone is going to get caught short in 14 with Manly, the Knights, and... Because uh, you actually need 17 for 14. And para. Yeah, yeah, you do, which is tough. You're going to have to, have to cop an AE if you're short. So not a good position to be in. Um, Josh Adokar is good for Alamotti owners. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Steve's mentioning. So, But, I mean, Alamotti's in the top 10 most sold. I mean, if you haven't moved him on already, he's 330K and he's kind of going nowhere. Um, I'm not sure whether you persist with him considering he doesn't play with round 13. If you can go down and get a good downgrade um, or you can upgrade him to a Alex Johnston or someone around that 500K mark, do that. Yep. Uh, Troy Beard is asking, should he go Hosking to Torhu Harris this week? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I think that is the definition of sideways. Yeah. I don't know whether it's sideways. I think long-term it's an upgrade, but I I think the matchup is a little bit of a sneaky good one for Hosking because we know that based on the stats that we have uh, from a good friend, Arsene Dragon on Twitter, you've got to follow him if you want to keep up with uh, positional stats versus different teams. And uh, the Sydney Roosters leak the most points to right edge second rowers in the competition this season. So he does have a, yeah, you think the verse and the Roosters, oh, it's not great, but it's actually the best matchup in the comp this week uh, coming off. And, and he's sitting on Nathan Cleary's hip on that right edge. So I'm going to ride that wave one more week, I think. But definitely a, a, a guy that you could go up or down to uh, probably next week or closer to 13. Uh, we'll move through these. Uh, Simon Brown blames you for your for his super coach mistakes, which fair enough. Definitely yeah. make sure you send message uh, messages to Maddie as well. Like later, yeah, I actually about. love hate mail. I feel like I've made it when I get it. So, um, Banks is asking, is it time to bring in Cotter? Uh, for if you're an overall player, no. But if you're somebody who plays head to head only, you're in your cash comps and you don't care about the 13, 16, and 19 buys, maybe he's an option. Maybe Cotter is a guy that you might want to get in your team. But I think we just need to be wary about who gets rested after Origin games with Cotter's injury history, his bad run of injuries this year and last year. I'm not quite sure that he sees the kind of backup minutes we would normally see from him. So for overall, no. Head-to-head, cautious, but quality player. Uh, I think there's probably better options, to be fair. Yep. You agree? I like all of the other front row forwards we've mentioned before Cotter. Yeah. Ooh, every other that. every other player is probably not going to play Origin. Corey Horsburgh is maybe a tiny bit of a smoky. Um, I bet my house that Tohu Harris isn't going to make it. Um, so, <laughs> Unless so, you find yeah. some Queensland eligibility somewhere, which it may be yeah, he stepped yeah, foot he's... in Queensland in far north Queensland once when he was nine or something. Yeah, yeah, his uh, his wife's kid is from North Queensland. So, uh, Damo's asking on when we we're talking about uh, Jaden Sullivan, would you go hands to Sullivan as an upgrade? If you look around at your team and you feel like you can't comfortably do that big downgrade to get that that mid hooker, then yeah, I do like Sullivan as a stepping stone. If I'm sitting there and I am in that position with say twenty five to twenty seven trades. I probably saved the trade. That's a luxury trade Sully. at its best. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing Sully. I'm probably not playing hands. Why bother? And Maddie, let's face it. We know Damo has probably got like 18 trades left. So hold those <laughs> trades, son. Hold fire. 20. Hold fire. Uh, uh, Ryan Hammer was asking us uh, Welch, Ford, and Taruva for Johnston, Torhu, and Tavare. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improves. Definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J U V E D E R M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising. Discoloration or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. He obviously needs a Tavare, the Taruva to Tavare downgrade to be able to have the cash to go from Ford to Torhu and from oh, Welch Vigils, I'm assuming, to Johnston. Uh, look, you know that what? Is a- really hard one i look at that and i'm not sure it's boost worthy i really like the trade but i don't think it's boost worthy yeah i mean look Torhu's break even is about 40 odd so he's going to be an extra maybe 20k next week um does that nullify the amount of risk that you're taking by going really early on tavari that's the question you've got to ask. You know, who else are you playing instead of getting Torhu or someone like that? Like, I like the Johnston trade. I think you need to get Johnston this week against the Tigers, but Love I don't it. know whether Torhu is a, a must have this week. I think you can wait on him and get him a little bit closer to 13, have another look at that knee, see if he gets through another game unscathed, and then just cop the 20K or the extra 30K you're going to have to pay for him and still get him at a discount at 620. Does, um, does New Zealand have a buy next week? Yes, they do. Another good point. We should, we should probably take that into account because Welch is probably someone you're going to need to play. Yep. Uh, like you probably got, I would imagine, big listener to the show, you've probably got Stefano or someone sitting there. I would probably rather sit on Welch for two weeks. He, he, than... does, he doesn't. We've been talking about the goat Sean Kepi in uh, in our chat, me and Hamo, for, for, about a, for about a month. He's got Sean Kepi in there, but I think he's moving him on this week. Yeah, but like you're gonna have to play someone. Hold Welch through toes by, and then get him. I afterwards. agree with that. I think Welch is that perfect third front row forward bench guy that you play when you're kind of stuck. Um, but that's probably about where it ends. What, waste, wasting a boost to get a guy just before a buy. Yeah, no, I'm off it. I've thought about it. Uh, Robbie Starr's asking. This is a good question. How many active non-origin players are we aiming for? Twenty-two, he thinks. Um, Ooh, that is very specific. Maybe the better question might be how many origin players are you holding? Yeah. I'd say will... three is okay. Yeah, I think three or four. Yep. Um, but also we've got to look at who, which ones. If you're holding Val Holmes, that's a straight no. Uh, yep. And we'll talk about this, and this is exactly why we've, we've done this deep dive on the buyers because there's certain players you want to hold based on schedule. There's certain players you might want to move on um, based on the fact they've got tough matchups and they might – only play one game out of four based on buys and availability yep. through origin and things like that. So we'll cover all of that tomorrow. Stay tuned. 
Uh, is Manu going to get the 5-8 duel? Yes, he is. He's played his third game uh, at 5-8. Yep. So he is will that get round that come 12? next week. Yeah, so the end of round 11 coming into round 12. So these so, will yep. adjust next week my, is my understanding, which will be great then for round 13. You, so here's, here's a question for you. Are you looking to use that or are you going to pick up one of these uh, these cheapy options? Because everybody wants to get rid of Katoa. I don't know whether holding Manu in center wing is a bad thing. I think center yep. wing, like it's, uh, don't get me wrong though. There are some good options in center wing this year. There's about seven or eight guys you could probably have in your, in your CTWs this week, uh, this year. So, I mean, how many good players are there in your five, eight Brown Munster, Cody Walker. Those are your three. Yep. There's nobody else you want in that position. So, I mean, the long-term goal should be to get Munster after origin, but having the dual flexibility and having Manu being able to shuffle up and down based on what you have there. I mean, let's say, for instance, we get a guy that peaks at 700, maybe Marju goes on another run and gets to 750 again or something. Uh, then you could do Marju to Munster after Origin via Manu. So it yeah. creates a lot of flexibility there to be able to get Munster in your 5'8 position. So I don't I just I don't wonder whether 5'8 in that sort of... So many people are going to have guys that they don't really want to trade out. I wonder if... like. I'm benefiting from Buller this week. The fact that people hold those really good fullbacks. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want a second fullback at the moment. And Buller looks to be skyrocketing. I wonder if a 5'8 is going to pop up that is going to skyrocket. And I think you miss out on that by having, yeah, Manu there. So. But also you play Manu every week. So at the end yeah. of the day, yeah, cash is important, but points are important too. So you just got to look at where you want your cheapies. I feel like I want my cheapies in the 2RF and the CTW. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm getting Buller this week because the guy yep. looks like an out-and-out superstar. But in saying that, I want to try and find the cheapies in the in the positions where I have six or seven positions available, if you know okay. what I mean. Yep. Uh, Damo's got 23 trades left still. Jesus, that's skint. Holy um, moly. Big trouble coming into the buys. You're going to need all 23 of those bad boys. Uh, thoughts on, so PK is asking thoughts on Tedesco to Johnston. Uh, if you've held Tedesco this whole time, going to Johnston isn't such a bad move because I reckon Teddy's washed. Controversial, but I reckon he's washed. I'm very concerned about Origin this year, knowing that we're not taking our best fullback in, in that position into, into Origin. If you've persisted with Teddy this long... Would you really trade Johnston though? Like you've probably got another center winger that you could probably go if you've burnt all the cash or you've paid five fifty for him the other week. I probably just hold him. He's got a break even of sixty two. He's not ever going to go sub five hundred. I don't think. No, um, I agree with yeah, that. I I probably just hold him. You've probably got. I'd rather like a Val or someone to be honest to Johnston. You you have seven center wings. You've got one of those to go Johnston. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Teddy to Buller, Stefano to Nass, Nelson to Sofa Solomona. I'm, I'm all for that. I like that. Um, yep. I, think I wonder if, if you miss the boat on Nass, maybe like Teddy to Buller. Maybe you go yeah, one just, of the other guys that you've mentioned that has a bit of growth. If you're, if you're playing head-to-head, Nass, great. But if you're not, if you're overall, try and find a guy that can play 13. Um, Nelson won't. But he's looking good. He is looking good. So if you want to yep. pod play and you, you're happy with your round 13 numbers, go for it. Yeah, cool. Uh, he's still got Kepi on the bench. Hammo. Disgusting. Um, uh, what else have we got here? We'll quickly get I'm, through. We're laughing team. at him and he's top 3,000. So, hey. I know, mate. He knows more than us. That's for sure. Uh, 
With JMK on the buy, Baden is asking, and Sonny Luke as a backup, what mid-rangers do you recommend to get? No one really pops out. Uh, are we talking about hookers? Yeah, I assume we are. Yeah. Look, the easiest option this week is somebody like Sully that's not going to cost you a lot. I don't know your situation with money, and I don't know if it's going to be worth burning two trades. I definitely wouldn't be able to if I was in that situation. But can I tell you that I am relatively happy with Reed, Mid, Marnie, and Reese Robson. They are not the best hookers in the comp, but they've been probably top five at the moment. And you know what? You get what you pay for. And that's what I've been pretty happy with at Hooker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, God, the, the comments keep coming. We'll love it. We'll keep going. Um, Trebojevic to Bula, Alamotti to Marju. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Melissa is spot on. Val could score a thousand this week against the Dragons. Um, I agree. That's why I'm yep. holding him for these two games. Otherwise, I would Actually, have sold Cowboys, him Cowboys have finally looked good. So, yeah, my Val comment was probably a bit um, because of a PTSD for like how many weeks in the season? Ten weeks. Yeah, got it. <laughs> He's been okay for a couple of those weeks, but yeah, most of them have been terrible. Uh, what's the least, Lucas asking, what's the least amount of players that you would have for round 13? I might, I'll answer 13. this one. I would say 13 is a minimum you'll want, maybe 12. Um, I mean, you've got to look at, uh, am I tearing my team apart to get an extra number? Or am I genuinely getting good options, like 13 good players? Because, I mean, you might have 15 or 16, but you've got guys like bloody Dor- Matty Dory and you've got uh, Hayes Dunster and you've got all these other guys that are just plotters that are going to get you 12 on the buy round. I would rather honestly have 11 good players than have 14 and three or four plotters personally. Yeah. Uh, do not tear your team apart to get a massive number of players in those rounds. You want to make sure I that you still, we don't have enough trades to do that. I think sometimes see people sit there and roll through that buy or whatever with 11 players and then they panic and trade out their origin players before the next two buys. I think that's the mistake. I think you work out who you're happy to trade out, who maybe it's better to work out who you're going to hold through the origin period and then focus on keeping those guys, cut your losses with your other guys and then plan on getting them back afterwards. To answer the question, the hooker question, uh, maybe Jaden Sullivan, maybe he's the answer. Yep. It's maybe the, he's the answer. It's the easiest step up. It just and seems like you, it, doesn't it? I would like to think that you could get away with it with only one trade as well. So, Yep, for sure. Turbo to Bula. Is a, there's a lot of questions about Turbo to Bula. I, I would, personally. Turbo looks a bit shot. Not a, like not he, a he got 82, and it, but if you didn't watch that game, he was wincing as he was running. They looked awful in a manly team that, you, historically speaking, tears the Broncos to pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baden's saying he doesn't have enough trades, uh, doesn't have enough cash to one trade up to anyone relevant, even Sullivan. Uh, is Warbrick to Bula viable? Yeah. Absolutely it is. Warbrick's Love topped it. out. Um, so well, I think Warbrick's BE is like 60, 64 yeah. this week. So you and can move him on comfortably. He scored over 60, what, twice this year? Yeah. He's yeah. not covering it. Hold Turbo till 13. Lots of questions about Turbo. I look, I, I feel like if you haven't got Buller, Turbo to Buller is the most obvious option this week. You can free up cash. You can make moves elsewhere, strengthen your team. He doesn't play around 13, but he looks good. 30 odd, 35 to 40 in base every single week for a guy that's 280K. I don't think you've missed the boat on Buller, so you can pull the trigger this week. Cash generation and a guy that you can probably comfortably play every week. I unfortunately can't play him. 
Turbo looked shot, but you know what? We saw him score 80 on one leg. Don't be surprised if he turns up if you trade him out. So maybe the easiest thing is to hold him. And Cody Nicarima, Steve has said, might be another option as a bit of a stepping stone to a premium hooker. And I don't hate that either. Yeah, I do. I don't hate it. I reckon it. I mean, how many more weeks is he going to get? Uh, it's starting 5-8. I mean, Milford's floating around, isn't he? Bit of risk there that's, involved. That's my... But they're both Wayne's love children. So, um, yeah, it just true. depends which child he loves the most. That's true. Mate, let's move on. Top 10 sold, top 10 most bought. We'll cover these pretty quick because we've touched on a lot of these guys already. But yep. Tyrell Sloan tops the list. About 10% of people are trading him out this week. Bit of a no-brainer here. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get rid of him. Um, you shouldn't have got him to start off with. It's time to go, Tyrell. Yep. Uh, Will Warbrick, second most sold. 5,000 people are selling him. Yep, I reckon he's priced. I mean, he made you 200K. Perfect. Move him on. Yep. Uh, Hamiso, third most traded, 509K. He lost 40K last week, and people are probably going, well, now it's time to go. He's got the buy. Yep. He's not playing. If you plan on getting him out one of those other weeks, then, yeah, getting rid of him. I don't hate him. I probably wouldn't have held on to him for this long if I had him. And I mean, the word is he might play Origin or be floating around that Origin squad. So yeah, I think he made the squad last last year. So yeah, he did. He did. Jackson Ford, fourth most traded out. That's a. a I mean, people are probably upgrading from this position. So that hey, look, he's got a break even of fifty seven. He's not playing this week. He's not playing the following week. I completely understand it. Also, but why he's not playing? He's not losing cash. So yeah, don't panic. Trade him. But yeah, if he's the guy you guy you need to use, use him this week. Isaiah Katoa, fifth most traded. Um, 383,026 break even. I know it's obviously a buy for the Dolphins. So maybe people do, do people really need that extra 5'8 or halfback option this week? Like, I, I'm, I'm a little bit puzzled as to why people are trading out him unless they're going early on. Um, what's his name? The Bulldogs 5'8, young fella, Oluwapu. Oluwapu. I don't know whether that's the play. Katoa's actually looked okay the last couple of weeks. Starting to kind of find his feet. Young fella being asked to kind of lead a team around. So you wouldn't when they scored the other night, um, yeah, I'd had a few mad Hueys by then. And um, I've just stood up, turned to the crowd and yelled out, we get another price rise. <laughs> they would have all been on board with that too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Look, honestly, like like there was people like three rows back, and you're like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I was I was stoked when he scored. Should get me an extra. Should get him up above four hundred k, which is perfect. So, yeah, and um, I, and I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna ride the wave. Look, I don't think it's the play this week to get rid of him. Uh, the last five here. I mean, this could probably change coming into Thursday's first game. But we've got Alamotti, Cam Murray's an interesting one. Christian Welch, Sunia Taruva, Josh Schuster. I'll probably say that Alamotti. Yes, Cam Murray has lost one hundred and eighty two k, and. Coming into Origin, I mean, it kind of sucks that you have to lose that cash, but he, you could go sideways to one of those three front row forward options, jewels that we've been talking about in Horsborough, Jack DeBell, and Torhu Harris. Um, I'd probably pull the trigger on that, would you? Would you move Cam Murray on if you had him? No. You'd hide I him? don't think – yeah, I think that he's somebody that if he goes on a run that you're going to want him. I think you could comfortably through the buy period – for a guy for if he was 700k i would move him because i could use that cash effectively elsewhere for 540k you're actually he's 540k right 
you're five, actually, six, seven, yeah. yeah, you're actually paying money to get Horsburgh. I'm never doing that again. The word of the week is pedigree. You just chuck him, chuck him on the bench. You're not playing everyone through the Origin period. He's somebody I hold through the Origin period. Yeah. And look, to a bit of a sneak peek, Rabbitohs' buyer period doesn't look that bad. They've got some really nice matchups in between the Origin games. So if he backs up, could score pretty well. So, I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Um, Christian Welch, I'm assuming people are upgrading Christian Welch to a keeper in the front row. I mean, look, if, don't he, hate if he's it. his I third... I think he'll play Origin. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see him and Billy Slater. Obviously, we'll have a really good relationship um, playing many years together at the Storm. So. We... Yeah, he's I'd not say that so. old though. I don't think. Um, no, he is much. He looks old, but he's like twenty eight or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, says us 31, 32 year olds. Yeah, young whippersnapper. Yep. Uh, Taruva three eighty eight k. People are moving him on. I get that as well. Um, it's crazy that Taruva's only three hundred and eighty eight k. I would have probably touted him as the best CTW cheap option this year. Remember how excited everybody got when, I was. Uh, as bad as it was, Taylor May was uh, injured and out for the year. They're thinking, oh, shit, Taruva's going to come in. He's going to be the best cheapie this year. He's going to do what Taylor May did last year. And it's gone. Yeah. So 388, gone. Uh, Schuster, 271. I mean, I'm not sure what people are doing with that, but probably Jules. It's Jules's. not enough for me to Oluwapu, bother. Maybe. Like, like if I'm talking about Cam Murray as not being enough to bother trading him out, um, Josh Schuster certainly isn't. No. All right, let's move to most bought. Valence Tavare, eight, 11% of trades, Valence Tavare. Click, go in and click the top 1% there because you will be very surprised. Yeah, 139, 10%. Torhu Harris is the most traded in top 1%. Yep. It's yeah. interesting. So, Yeah. Yeah, so I think that gives you a bit of an indication as to the really premium super coaches probably aren't bringing in Tavare. So no, 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 agreed. Um, Ruben Garrick, number two. I, I get that coming up. Uh, I mean, he's bottomed out. Too much. He's lost two hundred k. If you're going to get him, round thirteen coming up. Manly play the round thirteen buy. He'll play fullback in round thirteen if Turbo's at Origin. You got to get him now, don't you? Mm. If I didn't have him, I'd, I'd buy him this week. 48 break even too. Sharks coming off a bad loss. Yeah. And looked look great on the weekend. He did. He did look good. 83 without a try. So, um, Torhu Harris, third most traded in. We've spoken about him a fair bit. We're a fan. We like it. Uh, dream, dream the dream is uh, number four, 282K. If you missed the boat last week, it doesn't mean you can't pick him up this week. And I, I think people yeah. are catching on to that. Still got a minus Mate, 30 just- break even. If you miss the boat, you just got to swim out to sea. It'll cost you 80K to catch that little dinghy out. And um, yeah, then then you're on the ship. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then you can ride that ship to 600K and yep. the Tigers will make it into the top eight. Yep. Um, next one, Max Fine. Very popular downgrade option in the center wing. It's his third game this week. Some people got him in last week. He was in the top 10 most bought last week, which is insane to me. I think Max Fine is a trap. I could see him topping out at 300K. I could see him getting one price rise. Because when we look at this, we, we don't know what's going on with Hook. You've got Zach Lomax, who, let's face it, right? This guy is a good footballer. Lomax is not yeah. a shit footballer. He's not somebody that gets dropped from a team unless the coach is looking to prove a point or he's looking to save his career, which is exactly what Hook's trying to do. First of all, what they did was they moved Lomax from his preferred right side over to the left. He looked lost all year, and then they go, oh, it's his fault. They've moved into a position he doesn't like. It's his fault. See you later. And they hook him out of the team. 
put him back on the bloody right edge. Put him back at right center where he plays well and averaged bloody 65 super coach points the last three years. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, he will be back in the team within a month. Okay. Um, and Max Fiena will be out. So not a fan of that one. Um, could be, yeah, it could be pretty trappy. Alex Johnston, six most traded in. I like it. I like it. It's the week to get him this week. Uh, if you didn't go early last week, we said to go early last week because it was his 200th game and he got a double. So pretty, Man, pretty I went early the week. One. I went early the week before when he got 25. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a good move this week. Uh, with Vindication. A, yeah, I think he's still got a 76 break even or something though. So, yeah, just, just be aware of that. Yeah, that's, he can cover that comfortably against the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers are due to have an absolute stinker. Um, usually they do this where they, we never win three in a row. Win a couple of games we shouldn't win, and then we get a little bit confident and we get smoked by 40. So I, that could honestly I've happen mad, this weekend. I have absolutely mad respect for Wakeham after watching that game, that game live. He was in complete control. It's not Luke Brooks's team. It's Wakeham's team at the moment. So Quality football. I said it in the preseason. I was really excited about that signing. And um, he's stepping up. And obviously his, Benji Marshall is doing some good things with him. So pretty excited about where that goes as a Tigers fan. Um, people are still getting Dylan Brown at 750K this week. I think you have to. I think if your plan was to get Dylan Brown and you don't get deterred by 200s, if your plan was always to get Dylan Brown for this buy period, then hey, I got Dylan Brown at 780K because I was like, I'm going to want him at some stage and I want to get the points on the board. I completely understand it. Yes, you're paying up for him, uh, but it's a good move. He's probably the third best 5'8 at the moment. Yep. And probably the best value five eighth out of all of those three. Yep, agreed. <clears throat> Billy Smith, interesting one. Roosters, one game. People are getting him in. Um, don't know about that. Don't know about looked going good, early on Billy Smith. Looked great, but I wouldn't do it just yet with Sam Walker lurking with them looking really good with Manu in centers as well. Yeah, I really like Billy Smith. I really wanted him last year, but... Anyway, it was not to be. Uh, I wouldn't go early on him with his injury history. But if we start to see a little bit more of what the Roosters team should look like lineup-wise and Manu moves back to centres, Walker comes back into this team and he holds his spot, because I think Daniel Tupo left wing, Sawali right wing, and then centres should be Manu. And honestly, Billy Smith probably gets that other centre position. He's good enough. If we see that lineup and it stays like that for a little bit and it gets to three, four games, you get him in. Because he's think, a good enough quality player to, to I make think some good them cash. losing to the Cowboys um, might really help Sam Walker. I think so. I think Sam Walker's a bee's dick away from getting back into this team. Yeah. I think he is. Um, Jack DeBellin and David Fafita, ninth and tenth most bought this week. Fafita's an interesting one, isn't it? 840K. So you're buying him at top price with Origin coming up. Uh, I mean, hey, I can't argue against it. I mean, he's, I understand. He's been yeah. so good. <laughs> you, you know what? They say the best super coaches rectify their mistakes. Um, if you're like, you know what? I'm going to get David Fafita. He's a guy I want to hold through the buy period. I was an idiot for not getting him. I now see it. I actually don't hate it. Maybe you had 200K in the bank and you're downgrading somebody and you're going, Jackson Ford, who's not going to play for two weeks. And you're going to get two weeks of David Fafita. That could be worth it. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Don't mind it. Um, last few questions. We'll talk about then our trades before we wrap up. Um, Hamo's asking, would you boost 
to trade Ford when you have 800k to upgrade with, or do it next week without a boost? Do it next week. Yep. Do it next I think week. You, boosts are pretty valuable. I think people are underplaying how valuable boosts are. Like you need to look at it and go, okay, like is this a boost worthy trade? You've talked about it a fair bit and we've had a lot of conversations, I think in, in chat over the last couple of months about like, I don't think that's a boost worthy trade. Um, what? So explain to everybody what you mean by that when you, when you talk about whether it's boost worthy or not. So it really needs to help me make a lot of steps forward in the week to make the boost or like really, if I can see it being worth a hundred points because I see a hundred points being, that big stepping stone, 100 points would get me in the top 10,000. I would boost for that right now. When I boosted last time, I didn't want to. It wasn't in my plans, but it got me Ruben Garrick, uh, Joey Manu, and I can't remember, somebody else that was a really good cash cow at the time. Um, I, I think it was AJ. Do you get AJ yeah, and Manu well, in the same week? Yes, AJ, Manu, and Garrick all in the one week. To me, that was boost worthy. Did it pan out? No, but I'm going to back myself. I wanted AJ that week earlier and I got him. Um, trading forward, yeah, just doesn't do it for me with the boost. Um, he's not going to lose any cash. Uh, if you're top 3,000, you've already got an elite team to start off with. I'd be saving the boost for the buy period because I think that that will help you make that next step forward. I don't think trading forward, you're probably not even playing forward this week anyway. Um and you've got you an elite be. four already sitting there on the bench. Like you wouldn't be if he was playing anyway. If you're in the yep. top 3,000, you probably weren't playing forward. You've probably got a better four players sitting on your bench. And I don't think anyone you can upgrade him to is going to be those massive leaps and bounds over your fourth best reserve. And I think for, I mean, for Hamo especially, but for anybody looking to make inroads into that top 1,000, everything that you do should be based on what your top 1,000 are doing. Be looking at the trades of the top 1,000. Look at what the teams are looking like in the top 100 and, and just get an understanding of where you can make your moves and where your pod plays are. Because if you look at the general public and you look at all coaches in the app, it could give you a, a big kind of misunderstanding of what moves are being made by the people that are relevant around your rank. So I'd, I'd be probably looking into that a little bit further, Hamo, but uh, don't boost. Don't boost for that. Uh, Raymond Crane saying that he's going to maybe move Manu to 5'8 and bring in a cheapy center wing. Now, my thinking around this is round 13, right? Round 13, the most popular trade, I can guarantee you right now, will be Joey Manu to 5-8, uh, Katoa out for Valence Tavare because that'll be Valence Tavare's 13th, uh, his third game. That'll be his price rise game. And it'll be round 13 when you need the extra number. He won't be playing. I reckon he will. If he's hey, playing his third call. game, then yeah, I'm probably doing it as well. You have to. You have to get the guy in if it's his third game. But, I mean, yeah, let's see what job security looks like. Uh, Troy got Wakeham early. That's a really nice little pod play, Wakeham. Um, you know what? I was sitting there on the weekend thinking, I wish I got Wakeham instead of Katoa. Yep. So and I really a, like that. That's good respect. Yeah. For sure. And Steve uh, uh, mentioned, and I saw this from Supercoach Guns on Twitter, actually, um, Alex Johnston's round 11 plus averages of 75 plus every single year for the last three years. <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm I'm happy that I own him, but I don't like think that he sees legs eleven and he just thinks I'm gonna score a lot of points. I think it more so just takes AJ a while to get it kind of a, a rhythm, I guess. Um, and look, yeah. hey, Teddy, Teddy is the perfect example of someone who never really blows the world apart in the first maybe seven or eight rounds, and then really clicks when it coming into the Origin period. So hey, 
I mean, some people have trends like that that you can't really argue against. So, I, I, and I'm a stickler for numbers. I love that kind of stuff. So, I'm all for it. I'm getting him this week. Uh, Troy wants to know head to head only if he should hold Brimson. I'd say no. Sit out too long. Yeah, I think that there's better five at. I think, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier. Like, you could get a really good pod five eight that you could make a lot of money out of it, or you could get Dream Buller. Yep. Hey, Buller can get you 55 to 60 a game based on what we saw on the weekend. And I know it was against the Dragons. He will not get that many this week. He will not. not. Deep analysis from you. I like it. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, James Gowing wants to know who to trade Sloan to. I would say anybody. Um, Yeah, well, I am going to – can I tell you that the guy that I am trading in, we haven't mentioned this whole pod in one hour and ten minutes. Good. And it's going to be Sloan to him. There's a little sneak peek. Ooh, stay like stay it. tuned. And you know what? I don't think it's a center wing. It's not a center wing either. Oh, yes. Love that. Love the suspense. We'll keep it going. Um, Baden wants to know how many trades do you initially want for the run home post-origin and buy period? Um, I've looked at this a fair bit. I want 10. So when we hit round 20, 21, after the buys are gone, I still want to have 10 in the bank. Because there's, I mean, there's two extra rounds this year in comparison to last year. It was 25 last year, and it was like once the origin period was done, you had five or six rounds really, and that was it. Whereas you got 27 rounds this year that you got to get through. So there's still another probably seven relevant games in the run home. Injuries are going to happen. Restings are going to happen in that final round as well if you're an overall player, and you're going to want to have at least a trade or two in the bank for the final round. Um, Your favorite player that you've played all year. There's a chance he doesn't play that last that last round. Especially and when you go if look the team history, is going well. And when you go look at your history, it's going to break your heart trading him out. So. Exactly the same thing as what Nathan Cleary and when the Panthers basically dropped yep. everybody that was relevant super coach-wise last year. So yep. going to happen. Sloan to Buller if you haven't. Yep, spot on. Uh, Sloan to Johnson, Johnston, I assume James is saying, uh, and Sonny Luke to Sullivan. Yep, I like both yep. of those moves. That's nice. Uh, drink water as a smoky, Steve reckons. Dragons and Tigers next two weeks. I'm sorry, I'm done with the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, I they just... won on the weekend, but it wasn't convincing. If I would have to be shot throwing the ultimate Hail Mary to pay 640K for drink water with a hundred break even, I'm not even going there. You know what? I will look at drink, I won't even look at drink water if he has 500K. Sorry. Yeah, no. I I only had him last year because he played 5'8", and I just classically hate 5'8". Uh, so, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I don't want Actually 15 in my fullback position. Yeah. I just don't. You know, you know what? If you've got the balls to do it, then back yourself. And, uh, yeah, come and gloat next week because you deserve it. Yeah, that'll be a really good pod play. And that's one of the things that we'll probably disagree on and we'll say, no, don't do it. And he'll go out and yep. he'll get 240 points for you in the next two weeks. So, Cause, could happen. Because my pod play coming up, you know, probably 60% of you will say you're an idiot. So, um, yeah. yeah, back yourself, Steve. Um, when does the Cardi party end? Break even at 25. I feel like the car, I feel like it's like 8 a.m. now at the Cardi party and everybody else has gone home except maybe like three or four blokes that are still passed out on the couch. <sighs> yeah, but after drinking beers all night, don't you just want a White Claw and you just yeah, want to keep it going? Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly like, what keeps happening to him every fucking week. Every week, yeah. he just he has a little bit of a kip, right? And he goes out the back, and he has a bit of a sleep. He sleeps it off, and then he comes back and breaks out the next bottle of vodka and just goes again. And the sun's up. He doesn't care. He's still going. 
So 25 break Cut. even this week. One of the great news stories this year. Isn't it? The Cardi Party just keeps going. Yeah. Look, I, I with a break even of 25, I don't trade him yet. Hey, maybe you play him round 13 and trade him out round 14. That could I be. Think the that's play. a really good call. Yeah, that could be the play. Because if he gets uh, 60, like he's contributing to your uh, 13 players. Yeah. You're going to want to move him around 14 because you're going to get stuck with Manly, Knights, and Eels yep. players in that round 14 buy. So that's probably the perfect time. Use him as a number in round 13 and then move him on. He, he can't lose too much cash between now and then, I don't think. But that'll be about 10 a.m. by the time the Cardi party ends then, and that's when the hangover really starts to kick in. You realize like it's like mid-morning and you're in trouble. You've got to go home to the wife and the kids because you didn't tell them you where you were all night. You sound like someone who wasn't at Magic Round. That doesn't happen. You Never. just keep going. Dad's school is how good. Yeah. Can't wait to go there. Yeah, exactly. That's what exactly what it was like. I yeah. felt young. It was weird. <laughs> um, is Rapana an option as a pod? No. I'd rather Timoko. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather so. Timoko. It's funny, Timmy Williams on um, the SC Playbook podcast last week said that he uh, that Timoko doesn't have the ceiling. And then he went out and got 100 in his first 100 of the year. <laughs> There's literally the week after that was gold. Yeah. Uh, and hey, I, I want you to uh, ask this one because this seems like a you joke. No. You seriously not catching on to this? I caught on to it. I just, you just don't like it. Funny. Not a fan yeah. of it. Hey, it's, he's in your team. It seems like something you'd say. You're a bit of a dad joke kind of guy. <laughs> hey, uh, Jackson. So I actually thought the Knights were playing uh, West Tigers this week because uh, the Knights were saying Buller all week. I still didn't. I didn't laugh at that. I didn't laugh at that when you told me. Stinker. <laughs> stinker. Yeah. Give me. Give me a like in the comments, please, guys. Come on. Or just give us a like because you like the content, not because of Maddie's <laughs> shitty jokes. Nah, nah, nah. Do it because my shitty jokes. Um, Queensland, a good um, friend of the podcast. Tohu, recurring injury concerns. Couldn't watch both him and Turbo every week. Uh, I don't think, I mean, look, it's a re-aggravation of a, a slight MCL. He missed one week and then came out and played 80 minutes. So I'm not necessarily too worried about him. Um, I think, I think Torhu's a buy. I'm not, I'm not concerned. I try not to let, how am I going to word this? I try not to let my decisions with my trades, like when I don't think Tohu's injuries are all related. He's just had a lot of bad luck in the past. I can't bank on him getting an injury because I'll just end up getting disappointed and watching him. Turbo at the moment looks injured when he plays. Tohu looked great. Mm. That's a good point. And like at the end of the day, Supercoach is an NRL game and Tohu passes the eye test and Turbo was very lucky to get 80. Still got 80. I don't know how. Um... <laughs> Stefano to Jack DeBellin, second front row. Yep, do that. Do Stefano that. Do Haw- to Horsburgh, whoever. Anyone. Yep, anybody. Anyone. Absolute plod sesh. Uh, Samuel has a center wing of Marju, Ronaldo, Manu, Azarko, and Sivo. Has he overstacked? No. That's really good. You can play a reserve every week. Uh, you can cover buys. Um, if I go through mine, I've got Manu, Val, Johnston, Garrick, C and K, who I really like playing every week. And I'm trying to find a way to play Khan Pereira this week against Newcastle. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel stacked there. 
Um, but I'm, it's I'm only a good thing. Yeah, I've got Manu, Marju, Holmes, Garrick, Johnston. Uh, and I've still got the GOAT, Jared Croker, that I can't even play every week. So, anyway. Um, was... And Taruva, Taruva is my seventh center wing. Who would have picked uh, that? That's fair. And I just want to put up this one, Robbie Star Crickets, um, which is well-deserved. Terrible joke. Not a fan. Um, Tohu or JDB shots. We, we answered this one at the start, oh, mate. So when ooh. we wrap up, just go around and go and uh, listen to the start. My, my, oh, actually, I'll just tell you, my vote's Tohu. Yeah, um, uh, GDB has Jamie problems and then corrected him and said Hammy. Um, <laughs> I, I thought he was referencing the other uh, problem that old Jack DeFallon got into a couple of years ago. <laughs> Not sure what her name was, but <laughs> um, I'll leave that shouldn't, there. That's outside, outside of my pay grade. Yep. Um, mate, tell us your trades. Tell us what your trades are. We've been. Building it up all. We're build, building up the suspense this whole episode. We've Oof. been in. Remember at the start of the app, we said, hey, we probably should get this done under an hour because there's not much to talk about team lists and we're hitting an hour 20. And I, I said it never happened. Yeah. So I'm trades. rectifying a mistake that I've made. And I'd like to make a formal apology to the Dragons. They lost because I added him. Um, I added Tyrell Sloan and he's gone. He's gone from my team, never to be seen again. Give me one sec. I'm, I just want to add. Um... Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, he deserves to go. And the guy I'm adding is I'm moving Willie Army down, and I'm adding Hudson Young this week. Um, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Look, he's got a break even of fifty, and it's not something that I have done lightly it's not something that i automatically it's something that i've been working towards and i thought when hudson young comes down to about that 600k he was 600k last week and i couldn't make the trade i just really felt like i needed to trade it uh to to do it and he got nearly 70 he's got a break even of 50 now i think he's got a try in him i think he can go on a really good scoring run i like the raiders run and I've always looked at Hudson Young thinking I'm never paying six, 720K. And I think everybody's ruled out Hudson Young after seeing how expensive he was to start the season. He's not going to score 19, 20 tries this year, um, but he still has a lot of tries in him. The Raiders have only started looking better. He's dropped 100K. He's in my team, and I'm excited to have Hudson Young in my team. I'm only making the one trade, which leaves me with 26 trades. Uh, one trade last week, one trade this week. I really needed to save a couple. Yeah, nice. I was looking at Hudson Young's stats. He went 38-19 and 19 to start the year, and everyone's gone, ah, oh, let's write this bloke off, and no one's looked at him. Since then, his lowest score has been 55. 66, 79, 55, two lots of 60, 61, 79. It, base stats look to be up this year. I mean, he scored four tries, but realistically, that's what you're going to get from him. That's what he does. He scored twenty. He scored nineteen tries last year from the second row. He can, mm. he can, you know, score twelve tries to finish the year. So, uh, for me, I'm going to boost. I'm using my fourth boost this week. I'm boosting. I'm I doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just thought, you know what? I've I've used one trade in a fortnight. I held off on trading last week and I used one the week before that. So I thought, you know what? I've, I've kind of earned it in terms of saving up some trades the last couple of weeks. Funnily enough, the weeks I don't trade are my two best weeks of the season where I made the biggest move ranking wise, which is ironic. Yeah. Um, so watch me come back down with a 970 so, this week. 
Sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. I've heard you say that before. Um, <laughs> it's my favourite saying uh, of all time. My thoughts are... My tombstone. <laughs> maybe it should be maybe it should be the uh the clip that it, like opens up this uh the podcast episode every week <laughs> yeah. um, so warbrick stefano and reese walsh are out um so i'm bailing on reese walsh tactically uh purely because he's got two harder matchups coming up i'm not saying he can't score well but i've seen enough from Buller to be able to take the plunge on him and trust him enough that if i had to play him then i wouldn't be upset with what i get from him so I'm I'm bailing using that cash from Walsh to Bula. I'm upgrading Stefano to Torhu Harris, and I'm upgrading Warbrick to Alex Johnston. So I love those that. To me, that's boost worthy. Thank you, thank you very much. I'm glad I got your approval for that one. Can I say that with the Reese Walsh trade, um, as somebody that's holding Reese Walsh, my biggest issue is when Reese Walsh went really bad last week scoring-wise, it was because Payne Haas wasn't going forward. I get really concerned holding Reese Walsh through that buy period, even though I think that he's not going to play Origin. I get really concerned that he's going to churn out some 20s and 30s through that period with Payne Haas and maybe Tommy Flegler out of the lineup. With just Payne Haas and Ezra Mam out, he scored like a 19 or something like that. The Broncos are going to have a lot more than that out through the bye period. Admittedly, some of the easier teams they should play, but they do have the Warriors through that bye period. And, you know, that Kiwi accent, brew, they don't play Origin. Can I clip? I'm going to clip that later because that was an <laughs> awful Kiwi accent. <laughs> Terrible. Um No, but, yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. Um Baden, last question, mate. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Eli Katoa, AKP, or Bula, reserve two. So basically, who are you leaving out out of those three? I'm leaving out Eli Katoa this week. I really like uh, – and my team actually doesn't have AKP or Bula playing at this point, but I really like AKP's matchup against the Newcastle Knights, and I really like Bula most weeks. And Steve has just echoed what you just said in terms of no Haas and Carrigan being a drama for Walsh through Origin. Yeah, just... I feel like uh, people aren't talking about how the Haas and the forwards for the Broncos affect our backs so much. Um, yeah. We seem to be a cohesive unit at the moment. And like Ezra and Reese Walsh really need those guys going forward because that creates all the space because when they're not, Look, we do look dangerous, but they're on us. They're not on the back foot enough. Good example. When Haas was suspended for one week, what did Walsh score? 30, 28? Yeah. 19. Oh, there you go. It was awful. It was yeah. awful. Couldn't get going. Couldn't get good field position. He uses momentum really well. So, yeah, mate, we better wrap this up. Um, guys, thank you for hopping on. Thank you for all your questions. We always do our best every single week to answer them all. I'm sorry if you got missed in, in the turmoil, um, but we will be back. We are recording a buy planner episode. We're going to talk to you about how to navigate all the trades from around 13 through to 20, even from probably even next week through to around 20 to make sure that you take advantage of the buy period. Those major buys, they're important, but the minor buys I think are, are going to be where people make their moves. Uh, which origin stars do you need to hold? Which ones do you need to drop? Uh, which teams are going to have short turnarounds after origin as well? So we're going to talk about it all. Which players are going to be rested? Uh, and tons more. So keep an eye out for that episode tomorrow. We're going to push on and see if we can record this one straight after this one. Might need a quick drink of water before we do. But yeah, um, yeah water. Yeah, water. Uh, better, better. Is it better water? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's basically um, hydrolyte. 
That's right. Exactly. But we will, uh, guys, thanks for hopping on. We'll definitely uh, get back to you tomorrow. Keep an eye out for tomorrow's episode. And otherwise, we'll be live again on Sunday to wrap up the week. Good luck this week. Hopefully plenty of green arrows for everybody. Until then, we'll see you later. See ya.